This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. This is the podcast that gives you a little behind-the-scenes access to some of the top digital marketing agencies around the globe. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, can I just encourage you to go and hit that subscribe button as we have new episodes released each and every Tuesday. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Today I have with me Lacey Boggs. Lacey is the director of the Content Direction Agency. Her mission by creating custom content strategies is to help busy thought leaders consistently publish strategic content that moves them closer to their business goals all while perfectly capturing their voice so that they are the hero. If you're looking for amazingly creative ghostwriting or content creation tailored to your business, then after the show, go straight to LaceyBoggs.com to read up on their secret weapon. Lacey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, super excited. So the first thing that I want to point out is I absolutely love your website and the way that it's designed and just the feel that you have for it. It's uh, definitely unique and I love it. So you guys make sure that you go check that out. So um, I love absolutely love that you have a passion for telling stories because it's one of my passions too. It's one of the reasons that I do this podcast. So I always like hearing the stories of my guests. So what did the path look like for you? Uh, is it something that you always dreamed of or was the path a little bit bumpy and twisty and turny to get you where you are today? Yeah, no, it was definitely a long and winding road to get here. Um, I actually went to film school for college. I have a degree in moving image arts, which is just an artsy fartsy way to say film school. Um, and I ended up, I went to Hollywood and I applied for this really prestigious internship. And um, I, it was like 3000 people apply and for 30 spots, I got down to the last hundred and I got cut and I didn't have a plan B. And so I tried to break into Hollywood for a little while, but I realized that um, there was a lot about the business that I would have to give up a lot to, to make it work. Or, and, and, it, and it wasn't something I was willing to do at that time. So I had a quarter life crisis and went back to my original love of writing. <laughs> and from there, you know, I, I got, had several different jobs. I worked in PR um, and then I worked in journalism. I was a travel writer. And then when I moved, when we moved to Colorado, I was a food writer here, uh, which is great work. If you can get it, get paid to eat. That's pretty exciting. That sounds like my dream job. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was great. It was really nice, but I was working for a very small magazine. And so, um, you know, I was there 60, 80 hours a week and on deadline, you know, it was a monthly magazine. When we were on deadline, we were often there till three or four in the morning. Like, wow. And then I got pregnant and I was like, I can't this with a baby and at least here in Colorado um, infant daycare is very expensive so more than half of my salary at the time would have gone to putting my baby in daycare and I was like I'm gonna work for half pay not to see my kid that seems terrible <laughs> that is an expensive daycare bill holy crap so um, I, I left that job I freelanced for them for a little while but I decided I would try to be a food blogger because that's what everybody was doing in 2011 and I was already a food writer, right? So I started a food blog, but I didn't really understand what the business model of food blogging was. And so I, I lovingly call that my four figure year um, because I only made a couple thousand dollars that whole year. And so at the end of the year, my husband said, I love that you're staying at home with our kid. I love that you're doing something you enjoy, but, but I need you to make a little more money. <laughs> 
first thing I saw a butt coming in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, it's okay. I have a new idea. I think other people might pay me to do this blogging thing and turned out they did. And so that was eight years ago now. And, um, it's just sort of grown from there. I started as a one woman show and now we have a digital agency. So that is an incredible story. I love, I love that it's not a straight path and it's not what you dreamed of as the little girl. So what, what film school did you go to? If I may ask, Oh, I went to the college of Santa Fe, which actually no longer exists. That's how exciting my, yeah, it, it, it went out of business. Um, but at the time it was the number four film school in the country. Um, after the biggies like NYU and UCLA. Gotcha. Now I got to ask another question. Why film? Why was that the the dream that you were going after? Yeah. So um, I, I actually originally wanted to be a writer and I had a very loving and well-meaning English teacher tell me that it's really hard to be a writer and I should have something to fall back on. So naturally I picked film. I started to say it kind of went backwards, didn't it? Yeah, that didn't, you know, but when you're 17, like it makes sense. Um, but I love telling stories. So yeah. it's funny because looking back now, um, there's so much about, you know, I never, I didn't study marketing in school, but I studied storytelling and how you put together a world and a story and an idea and convey it in different ways. And so a lot of that actually translates really well to marketing. It's just slightly different content. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So break down for us the content direction agency. Um, What is your, tell us about your mission statement. Um, Tell us about, you know, tell us about the business in general. What makes it work? Right. So, um, well, our mission statement really is to amplify the voices of our clients who are out there changing the world, right? So we, we want to help them create content that expands their reach, Um, and helps them change more of the world, reach more people and have a bigger impact. And I want to do it without contributing to the noise. So um, as I'm sure you know, (laughs) we reached like peak content quite a while ago. Like nobody could possibly consume all the content that's being produced at any given time, even within a tiny niche. Like you couldn't possibly consume all the content. And so, so much of that content is just noise. It's not well thought out it's not useful in any way, or, or it's just a rehash of something else that's already out there. And I don't want to do that. I don't contribute. I don't want to contribute to the noise. So we want to help our clients reach more people and stand out with outstanding content. That's actually useful and going to help move their business forward. Gotcha. I like it. I like it. So do you usually um, seek out clients or do they come find you? How does, how do you find clients for that agency? Yeah. So I would say about 70% of our business is referral at this point. Um, nice. So we do get some, I've been blogging for so long that I have some good SEO juice. So I do get some people that find me via Google. Um, a few people find me through my, my book on Amazon. Um, but the, the vast majority come through some sort of referral. Um, we are going to start testing out um, Facebook ads this year to do a little more cold outreach, but um that's historically where we've been. So they find us. <laughs> and Which usually, is always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And usually it's through somebody, it's either through, you know, oh, I did a webinar for somebody or I did, you know, I showed up and taught in somebody's course or whatever it might be, or they know somebody who's worked with us. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's reach out in itself, doing all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my my marketing design. motto is just like show up and be useful. So that's what I do. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. So who would you, how would you describe your ideal client? What is like the golden child for you as far as who you like working with? And I know you can't tell us names or anything because it is ghostwriting, but I'd have to kill you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, the, our, you know, our ideal client, it's funny because we're, we're pretty much industry agnostic. We can, we can write in any niche, any vertical, um, but they tend to be personality driven brands. And the reason for that is because we put such an emphasis on the voice. So it tends to be um, somebody who started out as a solopreneur, even if they have a team now, and mm -hmm. they are the face and voice of their brand, no matter what it is they're selling. So um, we, we tend to attract a lot of coaches, a lot of course creators and authors. But just as an example, we used to work with a guy who owns um, a men's clothing company. It's like mm -hmm. travel clothes for men. And he was the face and voice of the brand. And so it made perfect sense for him to come work with us, even though it's a physical products company. Gotcha. Gotcha. So how do you, and I'm just digging down here a little mm -hmm. bit, how do you get down and really learn what somebody's voice sounds like? Cause I mean, you're, you're representing like for that example, a men's clothing company, yet we're women, we don't wear men's clothing. So how do we get into that persona per se? Yeah. So uh, it's funny because when I got into this business, I didn't realize it was a skill that not every writer has. Um, and, and it's not, uh, some, some people hire copywriters in order to sound like that copywriter. And that's fine if that's what you want, but that's not where, that's not our niche. Mm -hmm. Um, what it comes down to for me is a lot of, there's some technical things. So what does their syntax sound like? What does the tone of voice sound like? How do they punctuate? Do they use slang? Do they swear? Like those kinds of things, but also about getting in to know the person pretty well. So we have, I have a, what I call my voice identification process and it's a, a workbook that people can buy, but it's the same thing I do with a one-on-one -on -one client. And I ask a lot of questions that feel a little esoteric or strange when I'm asking them, I'll, I'll say things like, well, if you have a tattoo or if you ever got a tattoo, what would it be? Or what were you known for in high school? Or like, what are some of your favorite brands? Because honestly, I just want to get them talking about themselves so mm -hmm. that I can hear it because a lot of times uh, people who aren't copywriters get tied up in their underwear about what they should sound like online. But I, I find that it's so much more effective when you just sound like yourself. Be you. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. So, so really it's, it's just sort of a matter of getting to know them. So like with, with Stefan, for example, I just needed to hear all his crazy travel stories and understand his passion and why he was doing all these things. And, and then I could get his voice pretty easily and it doesn't really matter that he's a dude and I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we worked with them for four years and, and did really, did really great things for that with that brand. So, um, it's, it's just kind of a fun process and just, I can imagine like in my head, I can imagine your clients coming to you and being like, how did you get that far into my head? Like, and you said things that I didn't tell you, but yet I thought them or whatever. Do you yeah, yeah. Sometimes instances? they're like, I can't believe I didn't write this. That's like the best compliment. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm totally not a copywriter, but I've done that once. I wrote something. I saw it on Facebook. I'm like, that's really good. I'm like, sounds right. I wrote that. It was one of those, <gasps> oh, one of those successful moments that I was like, yes, I'm finally getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a client recently tell me, um, an email went out that I had written and she slacked me and she was like, I just love it when there's an email I didn't write and I'm so excited to read it. 
That no, that means you know you did a really good job. So yep. that's fantastic. So one of the questions that we get asked a ton about anybody that's starting a, a digital agency of any kind is what did the first six months of that business look like? Because everybody loves talking about, you know, the really pretty and successful things and what it looks like now, but what did the ugly stage look like? <laughs> Yeah, well, there have been several ugly stages. Let's just put it that way. I mean, um, so I never, I didn't start this with the intention of growing a business. In fact, I was frightened um, of growing a business like with other people. I was, I was okay freelancing. Mm -hmm. I was okay be, just being me. I was really scared to have like other people depending on me for a paycheck at the beginning. Um, so for a while, it was just me. Uh, it was just me freelancing. And then it got to a point where... Um, I had so much work coming in that I needed to outsource. I needed to bring somebody else on. And so I actually brought in a woman who was a friend of mine and who had actually been a previous boss, a previous manager of mine. So we knew each other really well and I knew she was good at her work. And then it just sort of grew um, step by step from there. So we, we, our business is run a little differently. Um, almost everybody on my staff is a freelancer as a subcontractor and they all have their own businesses and that's a weird way to do it but it has worked out for us really well and so we've just added additional people and additional um, services i guess you would say as needed so for example when people started coming to me and being like well can you write for seo i'm like yeah but we can totally do that where's your keyword list and they're like uh <laughs> so we added somebody who can do seo research and and do those things for us and then you know things like that so um it, it just has grown very organically, I guess is what I want to say. And the first six months were not necessarily pretty. There was a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of a big learning curve, right? I knew I wanted to have retainers because um, I was sick of the freelance writing. You know, you never know where your next paycheck is coming from. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't, I didn't put any kind of uh, minimum on it. So like I signed a retainer for $800 a month. And then two months later, she's like, this isn't working and quit. And I was like, wait, we need more than two months. to." <laughs> so then I, I, I learned, you know, incrementally, okay, I have to ask for at least six months. I have to ask for, you know, but that's how yeah. you do. You have to like kind of make those mistakes in order to figure out. One of my favorite things fail and fail often, because that's the only way you're going to learn. So <laughs> nothing wrong with failing. So mm -hmm. When you started bringing people on, when was that moment that you were just like, I can't keep at this pace? Like, was there just like this one moment that you're like, okay, that's it. I've got to find somebody else. You know, I don't know if there was a particular moment, but, um, I, you know, I started this business to stay home with my daughter mm -hmm. and I, I never wanted to work more than 20 or 30 hours a week on average. And so when it got to the point where, I was going into weekends and I was going into nights and things like that. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. You know, this is not what I wanted when I started this business. And so that was when I started looking at, could I bring in somebody else to do the writing? I was very, very cognizant of like, it needed to be for a new client. They didn't, I didn't want them to think they were getting me. And then I did some kind of bait and switch mm. and they got a different writer. So I felt like I needed to sell it hey, you know, right out the beginning. I'm yeah. My writer, Terry, she's amazing. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think I probably made the decision when it was like, Ugh, no more weekends. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one I sold was selling it uh, for Terry because I actually had a coach 
um, well, it wasn't really, I won quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes. I won a free consultation with a coach at a networking thing. And it turned out to just be a sales call. And in the sales call, he asked me what I wanted out of my business and everything. And I was like, I, I want to have, you know, I want to make this much money and I only want to work 20 hours a week. And he told me flat out that I couldn't do it, that it wasn't possible. And I was like, well, screw you. Let me show you how. And so That's a that, perfect way to get any woman to be super successful is tell her that she can't do it. Yeah. And so like, I think it was funny because it wasn't even, I didn't even have that big of a goals back then. I wanted to replace my previous salary. Yeah. Um, and he said, I couldn't do that working 20 hours a week. And now I have a multi six figure business working 20 hours a week. So yeah, screw you, dude. Mm. <laughs> Well, and I love that when you brought somebody on, it wasn't dictated by the business per se, but it was dictated on what you wanted for your life. And I think that in itself is incredible that you set these boundaries. That's so important to set boundaries of what you want and don't go past those or at least try to stay within those. Yeah. Those I mean, there's always the odd week that's the outlier. You know, you've got this coming due or whatever where you have to work more, but I do try really hard to stay, um, I guess I'm sort of a part-time, full-time agency owner. No, that's awesome. So how old's your daughter now? She's nine. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. It changes over those years, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, and it's <laughs> funny when she went to school full-time, I was like, what am I going to do with eight hours a day? <laughs> it you always so luxurious. Find, oh yeah. But you always find ways to fill it. <laughs> yeah. No, I had, a, I had a, a mentor tell me like, fill it intentionally or it will fill itself. That is good advice. Very good advice. So speaking of advice, if you could go back in time to when you first started, when you first got out of school, right out of the gate, is there any piece of advice that you would give yourself, you know, whether that be a business or life lesson? You know, I think the biggest thing I've learned all this time is that um, your success doesn't have to look like anybody else's. And if it looks different than you thought it would, that's okay too. Um, I think there's... We, we, have a, we have a saying in my family, there's more than one way to win. And um, that's, that's what this is all about, right? So I thought I had this one path that I was going to take and be the next Sofia Coppola and make movies and all this stuff. And then my life took a major left turn, but that doesn't mean that I'm any less successful just because it's different. Um, and I've found that in my business as well. Like I tried doing products and I tried doing courses and stuff because I thought that was the only way to scale. And I really hated it and it wasn't for me. And so that's okay too, right? Just because everybody else is doing something doesn't mean that you have to do it. It's something I tell my clients as well. Like just because everybody else is doing a webinar funnel with a, with a pitch at the end to launch their thing, if that's not for you, like let's find your thing instead. Yeah. Oh gosh. So very true. That will make being yourself will make you stand out. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Versus you were talking about my website. Like it's very different, but it's very yeah. memorable. <laughs> so where, let me just jump into that. Where did the inspiration for that website come from? So you guys, if you go to her website it's very detective, actually the vibe that I got from it was very Casablanca. Like that's yeah. the, the feel. And I'm like, I love it. I love it. But it's very, um, you, you explain it. What it's explain yeah, the website it's and the of, feel. Um, 1940s film noir you hit it on the you hit it on the head there um and and detective agency sort of all together um yeah i worked with a branding agency branding expert her name is sarah ashman and her agency is public persona she was my client she came to me for copy and then thankfully gave me like the friends and family discount to help me do my brand um <laughs> and so she has a whole 
process, like a four week coaching process that you go through to, to determine sort of the direction of the brand. And it, it's almost like brand therapy. I don't even know because she had to tease a lot out of me. My former website didn't even have a photo of me on it at all. So to go from that to these giant pictures of my face on the website was <laughs> needed a little therapy. It needed, I, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just, we started coming up with ideas and I really, where it came from is that I was, I'm your secret weapon and that I go undercover as you uh, to create your content. And so that was kind of the idea we played with. Um, and the fact that I come from a film background in the forties are my, one of my favorite eras that mm. all just kind of fell into place yeah so if you guys if you go to her website and go to your I don't know if it's your about us section but it's talking about you your 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 whole story about how you got to where you were you totally get into your vibe and who you are and and the last sentence says something about and I'm gonna forget what it said but um something about if I'm successful you never even knew that I was here I'm like oh I love it I love it (laughs) (laughs) I love the vibe so I'm glad that you had a branding coach because branding is so and I can't begin to, it's not just a logo. It is not a logo. It is a look and a feel and a person. And if you could put a brand into a body, this is what that body would look like and sound like and feel like. And Right. So. Well, and as we're filming, you know, as we're recording this today, like I just had a virtual photo shoot, but it, like I, I went for the same look. So it all looks the same, you know, of course I can't do quite as good a job as the hair and makeup people, but um, we do our best, right? Yeah. Girl, you look fabulous. It's great. <laughs> no, but it, it's, it's something I've carried through, you know, like when you, when I email you, it's a typewriter font, just like on my website, you know, all my pictures on social media tend to look the same way. So we've tried really hard to be consistent, um, with the branding and the language all the way through. It definitely makes you stand out from the crowd. I love it. I love it. So I know you probably can't speak much on the content that you've helped create over the years, but is there one or two pieces that you're particularly proud of doing? Like it exceeded expectations on every level and, and what made it stand out to you? Yeah, sure. There are some I can talk about. That okay, have, good. Uh, that I have permission to talk good. about. Good. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny the um, the one that jumps to mind is uh, is a launch we did we just recently started offering full launch support. So if, if you're launching a course or a product, um, there's a lot of content <laughs> that you have to produce for that. And so one of our clients was launching a course at the end of 2019. And so we went into it with her. Um, her name is Adrienne Dorison. She, her company is Run Like Clockwork. And it's the training arm of the book Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. And um, so they were doing a big launch for their training program. And um, we, we started out talking about doing a, a challenge videos, like three videos to a webinar, very standard, right? You know, mm-hmm. you watch your three videos and then there's a big long webinar and then there's, a, and I said to them, you know, your people are time starved. Like your ideal customer are busy, time starved entrepreneurs. They don't have time to watch three 40 minute videos and then an hour and a half long webinar. Like you're gonna lose people. Mm-hmm. And so instead we came up with a challenge um, where it was gonna be five five minute videos and they were collecting information about their business, but the information we wanted them to collect would fit on a single post-it note. So the whole hook of the challenge was like, we're calling this the post-it note challenge. If you can fill out one post-it note, we can tell you about your business kind of deal. Um, It was so successful warming people up that when they went into then the webinar, which followed on 
you know, expanded on what they learned in the challenge. Yeah. She had a 26 and a half percent conversion rate on that webinar. We did a multi six figure launch and it was their most profitable launch ever. So, um, and by completely changing up every the norm of everything that everybody tells you, you have to do, you don't have to do, you don't have to do. And that's kind of one of my soapboxes is that like, if you're a leader in your niche, if you're a leader, leader in your business, why are you not leading with your marketing? You don't need to follow. You need to figure out what works for your people, your brand, and, and look at the data and say, what is actually going to work? What is actually going to help my people? So in this case, it was looking at their ideal customer and it was like, yeah, they're not going to sit through three 45 minute videos. <laughs> it's much faster and easier if we get Adrian and Mike talking for five minutes and explaining one thing. And then it's just boom, boom, boom. So how did you determine, how, how did you look into what they're doing and go, their person that they're attracting is not going to sit through that. How did you determine that part right there? I mean, I had a, I had a benefit that I had been writing for Adrian for a little while already. So I knew okay. their ideal customer pretty well. We had, we had already, and I've already, I'd, I'd been through the program. <laughs> oh, <okay>. So <laughs> I understood really well about. She was you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I knew who they were trying to attract. And, and one of the biggest um, objections that they get is that they don't have time. So the person says, I don't have time to take your course because my business isn't running well. And they're like, that's the whole point. Right. And so we actually wrote emails to that point. Like, um, when the challenge was going, it was like, if you're saying you don't have time for this five minute video, you don't have time not to watch it because that is, that is telling us that you need what we're, what we're helping you with. <laughs> so go to your objections to find your, yeah. Okay. That's I one like of my it. favorite tricks is, um, content can answer objections before the person even knows they have the objection. So um, once you, once you've launched or sold something once, you know what people say, they're like, oh, well, and the two, one that everybody says about everything is I don't have the time or I don't have the money. The money. And time so and if money. you can address Always. those up front, then they don't have, they're like, oh, well, I guess I have no excuses. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So do you have any other businesses or projects in the works that you uh, are able to tell us about anything that you're involved in or anything that you want to share with us that's going on right now? Uh, let's see what's exciting right now. We are doing, um, we're doing a long form sales article for a woman. So this is kind of unusual. Um, she runs a Facebook ads company and okay. she has developed a system of cold traffic ads for high ticket offers. So that's really kind of anathema. Mostly people are like, you can't sell high ticket to cold audiences. She's developed a system that warms them up really quickly. So within yeah. a very short amount of time, you can use her ad system to get high ticket people on the phone with you. So we're writing a sales article. It's going to be around, 4,000 words probably. And, um, it's going to be in designed so that you read section one and then you have to hit a button to go to section two and hit a button to section three. And probably she'll do her Facebook ad magic to retarget people. If they don't go through the whole thing, I don't really know how the back end of that works, but the whole idea is that we're going to explain the concept in depth in this article and like bust the myth that you can't do cold ads. Um, for high ticket things 
and on the end of it, there will be an application to work for her, with her. So it's kind of fun because it's it's basically like a blog post on steroids, but it's also, it sounds like yeah, yeah. It's sort of a it's sort of a um, cross between like if a blog post and a sales page had a baby. <laughs> and so that's what we're going to try with her. And so she's going to try sending traffic to that um, for her new system because she's selling like teaching people how to do the system, not just setting up the ads on, on their behalf. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So the one question that I completely slipped my mind, I didn't even yeah. think to ask is what does it cost to work with your agency? Oh, sure. What does that look like? Cause I'm sure it varies depending on project and what people are asking, but is there, you talked about retainers, but what do those retainers look like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we start with everybody with a strategy session. That's the very first thing we do. And that's a three hours with me. And we basically pick, figure out your whole marketing plan from a content standpoint, because we have to have a map. We have to know where we're going before we do anything else. So that is actually a standalone service that people can buy if they just want the map and then they want to do the work on their own. Um, and that's $3,500. Um, and I will create their editorial calendar like week by week, tell them exactly what kind of content to put out. So that's, that's sort of step one. <laughs> um, then if they want help creating that content, we do offer retainers. And so um, those are start at 1500 a month, um, which includes the strategy session. So you don't have to pay for it up front. It's gotcha. we ask for a six month agreement and they get it one writer that's dedicated to them for, for the length of their work with us. And they will produce those blog posts or, you know, I usually say blog posts cause that's generally what we do, but it could also be like a weekly newsletter we even do sometimes podcast show notes where we actually take the podcast and turn it into more of an article so that Google likes it better. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but any kind of recurring content. So that 1500 is one post a week um, for the, for the six months. And then um, beyond that, I talked about our launch package. So that's our like biggest, biggest package we offer. And that's for people who are, you know, you probably need to be looking at a six figure launch to make that makes sense, mm -hmm. but that's a $15,000 flat rate. And I will, we will write all the content like soup to nuts, <laughs> everything from outlining videos through to writing all your emails, sales pages, um, helping with webinar outlines, everything, the whole, the whole shebang. Nice, 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 nice. I like it. I like all of it. So and we do one-off projects, but those are sort of price on request. Kind of yeah. Deals. <laughs> yeah. So I say everybody's kind of got some of those. Yeah. So. No, I, lo I love all of it. So the last question that I usually end all the podcasts with is, is there anything that you're currently reading or listening to that is helping you grow as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I love that question. So um, I actually just finished reading Mike Michalowicz's next book called Fix This Next. Um, okay. It's really great. Uh, it's all about understanding where you are in your business and how to fix the bottleneck you're currently facing. So what I like about it is that it's very sort of, you take a little quiz in the book and if you have this problem, that's where you're at and here's how to fix it. Right. And, and so depending on what stage you're at in business, the book really goes into detail, like, Oh, you just need to focus on attracting more leads or you need to focus on systems or you need to focus whatever it is but you can you can sort of um diagnose yourself i guess is what i want to say and then what's great about it is i find that a lot of times we jump ahead like we think we have a problem but that might not actually be our most immediate problem so if for example if you're not getting enough leads 
doesn't really matter if you have great systems on the back end because you're not getting paid. So you mm -hmm. don't need to fix the systems first. You need to fix the marketing and the leads first. So it it's kind of goes into that, which is really great. I love it. I love it. So where can people get more information about you and about the business? And you mentioned a, a workbook earlier. So where they can, where can they oh, find sure. that? Um, yeah, you can go to lacybogs.com for all of it. And lacybogs.com slash undercover is where you find out about our packages. But we, I do have um, on the website, you can find it's called the voice identification process workbook. So if you're interested in defining your own brand voice, which is usually very useful if you're starting to bring in um, team members, subcontractors, mm -hmm. a VA, somebody that's going to tweet for you, somebody that's going to fill out your Instagram, whatever. Um, you can define your voice that way. And it also comes with the brand voice guide template so that you fill it out. And that's what you hand out to people on your team so that other people can be you as much as necessary. So that could be, as I said, a VA, social media person, somebody like me that's going to write for you, or even um, like customer service. If you want to give them a guide to how to, how to sound like your brand, all those things, it's useful for that. I love it. I love it all. All right, Lacey. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more and guys, we'll see you next Tuesday. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.